right, welcome back to another episode of the Green Room Podcast. It's been a while, a long time, but it's actually a special edition of the Green Room Podcast because it's actually a crossover edition with the view from the Press Box Podcast because it was a big day in Midwest, Big Ten country. The Big Ten is back, at least football is back. Uh, so joined by view from the pod, view from the press box. I keep saying that because of Wojo. View from the press box host and Michigan beat writer Angelique Shengelis, and a clean, freshly shaven Matt Charbonneau, Michigan State beat writer, joins me as well. Big day, Big Ten is back. They're going to start October twenty fourth. It's going to be an eight game season for the regular season. And then there's a bonus game. Uh, it's exciting. You know, we've waited a month for this. And Angelique, uh, this is kind of what we've been waiting for for the last four days, three days, and it's finally here. Uh, I guess just uh, fill us in on what changed in the last month and uh, where the Big Ten goes from here. Well, Tony, I mean, I think that that three of us agree that the one thing that was really holding up things with the Big Ten was the the rapid testing uh, for COVID-19 and, and making sure that there were tests that these these guys can, you know, what I was told is they wanted something like, that's like almost pregnancy test quick, that kind of thing. And then having that available in, in abundance, um, protocols across the board. And, you know, I, for a guy who said that uh, Kevin Warren saying this was not going to be revisited when he sent that open letter, well, they revisited it in a big way. And, um, you know, maybe it was pressure. Maybe it was pressure from the parents and the players, the Justin Fields um petition and the FOIA pressure but it got done and I think a lot of people are really happy about it put FOIA pressure parent pressure uh there's one pressure you didn't mention there (gasps) which one which one the fact that we just no the fact that we just watched power five teams play last week too yeah Notre Dame in particular (laughs) which yeah which of course translates into dollar bills and I know it's a cynical way to look at it, but it's also a reality. When, especially when we talked to Bill Beekman, the MSU athletic director, earlier today, when, back when this was probably going to happen, so just a couple days before the Big Ten originally announced the postponement, he suggested MSU would lose eighty to eighty-five million dollars in revenue with no football. Since then, they've made a bunch of cuts, held off on a lot of things, so to curb their spending a lot. And now he says with a football season, even the shortened one, they've got a chance to break even. Hmm. So to me, that's a a wildly significant factor in this, that if these schools now start believing, hey, maybe we're not going to be in as bad a shape as we are. Obviously, they're not going to be – it's not going to be like a regular year. But to to think you have a shot at being breaking even or only losing a little bit, relatively speaking, I I think that's – I think that's huge. I think that kind of moves things along fairly quickly, too. Not trying to discount the testing. No, thing. You're right. no, you're right. But I think that's the only way the Big Ten was going to agree to do it, to agree to this. But, yeah, for the team, I mean, what, Ward Manuel said last week, Michigan, he was saying they're going to lose roughly $100 million. But, you know, I don't know if they're going to break even. I mean, they are going to lose gate. That's that's pretty significant. Yeah. But That's 40, you know, uh, that's $40 million. Enormous TV time. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I mean, you're getting all that TV money that probably wasn't there. So right. that is significant. You're right, Matt. No, the money is the money is big. Uh, yeah, Michigan is still going to lose $40 million at the gate. Michigan State's still going to lose $20 million at the gate. I, I still don't buy that Michigan State's necessarily going to break even. 
Um, but this is definitely a much rosier picture than it was before football was back. Um, you're talking, I mean, just I mean, the TV contract alone for the Big Ten is worth $35 million at university. So all of a sudden you get that windfall and things look a little bit better. So obviously money, but it did come out down to testing. We reported this uh, last night. We're, we're, we're taping this on Wednesday, the big day for the Big Ten. We reported this last night, uh, all three of us, that testing was obviously the holdup here. Um, you have, uh, you know, a bunch of school presidents who are very into medicine and two in specific, specifically in Mark Social at U of M and Sam Stanley at Michigan State who are infectious disease experts and were relied on heavily the first time around when the Big Ten did pull the plug on August 11th. But does that, hey, does that qualify as uh, heavily into medicine, as you just said? <laughs> no, that was a great way to describe it. <laughs> we're all heavily into some kind of medicine. I mean, but, Tony, I heard that you were once heavily into medicine, wink, wink. <laughs> that's not true at all. That's not true. You know, I've, I've only been, I've, never mind, we won't go there. But no, my birthday's, my birthday's actually April 20th, and it doesn't really fairly represent. Or 20? Yeah, <laughs> not, my, not my thing. But anyway, right. uh, Big Ten is back. The testing was huge. These players are going to start getting tested September 30th. They're going to be tested daily. Uh, and by the way, this is just football. They have not brought back the other sports yet. Um, we are waiting to hear on that still. But for football, testing starts September 30th. They'll be tested every day. Um, and they've got this little, you know, you know, remember back at 9-11 when they built the Homeland Security Department and they had the colors, the orange, the red, and, you know, for security threats. That's kind of what the Big mm -hmm. Ten's doing here. I think they have green, orange, and red or something like that. But anyway, the bottom line is um, these teams, if, if the team test uh, has a positivity rate of more than 5%, the week is off. Um, and uh, the same thing holds true if the whole campus population or the, and the support staff of the team is at 7.5%, the week is off. Um, and any player who tests positive must sit for 21 days and then can only return with clearance from a cardiologist. So this, the, this is the strictest guidelines. These are the strictest guidelines we've seen of any of the Power Five that are playing. Um, so the Big Ten, I think, did it right today. They did it wrong last time. They weren't transparent. They just kind of said the season's off, the hell with it, you know, no information. This time they had their information, and it's very, very strict from the medicine side of things. So it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes. Yes, Big Ten's back, but there's a lot of ifs still. You know what? And that's, uh, to me, that brings back the point of it kind of wraps in the not doing this right the first time to me uh -huh. because they're in a position now where they've set the schedule up to start and they have eight weeks to play eight games. There, there's no room for error in there. There's no room for uh, these – I mean, even Bill Beekman said that tonight, too. He's like, you, you kind of got to expect someone's going to have an issue. There might, it's got to be a game or two delayed in there somewhere. Well, you got to so look if, at it this way just really quickly. There's been 12 games or 13 games postponed already yeah. uh, throughout the country, including some big ones. So you know there's going to be more of this. Right, but if we go back to when they made the decision to postpone, if they simply at that point would have just said, let's let's settle down, and see where the things go. And if they had originally said, we're going to push back like the SEC did to like September 26th, you would have had all that time in there to allow all these changes in testing to happen. Not that that was a guarantee, but you kind of felt like it was going that way. In the meantime, you would have still been practicing. You would have been preparing for the season to where you could have then said, hey, we're starting the first week of October or whatever it is. And now you have that kind of built-in time. If you have to, if you have to make up for these delays, now they're in a position where they're just kind of stuck, and it's 
I mean, I, I like the way they've gone about it now, but I think they just, they hurt themselves in so many ways by the way they acted back in early August, but. Oh, no, this is the only, this is the only, this is the only good day the Big Ten has had in over a month. I mean, they, they got it right. Could they have imagined the blowback? There's no way they, they could have foreseen the blowback from that original announcement, right? I mean. I don't know. I mean. No, they had to think they were going to, they had to, yeah. They thought others were going to I'm saying they had to think they were going to do that. Totally. Absolutely. And and, and that day the Pac-12 did follow. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Now, you know, Pac-12, you know, is probably the least passionate fan base for football out of the Power Five. So uh, the blowback wasn't nearly as hard there. It's obviously been extreme. You talked about the there's protests, there's petitions, there's the president of the United States who's got nothing better to do than to wade into Big Ten football. And of course, predictably, did a did a victory lap today, and opened they opened their White House daily briefing with Kaylee Magadine saying the president is happy he got this going. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, the Magadine, uh, the the White House press secretary, she also rattled off. If you haven't seen this video, she also rattled off all the states affected by the Big Ten restarting, and just happened to substitute Mississippi for Michigan. No big deal. The White House <laughs> still has that video up. I don't know why. Uh, but that was amusing. But the bottom line is there's just so many influences here. So I don't think it was completely about testing. I, I'm sure the pressure was there to, to get something done. Um, but, uh, you know, testing's huge. If it's accurate and, uh, you know, it is as rapid as they say, then, uh, you know, I think Wojo, and he's kind of beat the drum on this, is just try. And that's what they're doing here. And no, one's guar- no one's guaranteeing they're playing all these nine games. I think you'd be a little naive to think that all the teams will play a full schedule. Well, I mean, like, you know, Wojo's, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, Wojo's point too was from the beginning was just why not, why not wait? Right. Why not see where, where things go with testing? And, and I was totally aligned with that. I, I was definitely, and again, I think we both said, look, no one's saying that maybe this was the right decision to pull the plug when they did. Maybe that was, but just, because, as you mentioned, Tony, the lack of transparency, and, and Matt mentioned it as well. I mean, just the, the way that they just sort of let drop the ball last month. It's been an amazingly long month, hasn't it? I mean, since then, um, it has been a full month. Yeah, it's been a full over month. A little bit over a month. Yeah, a month and five days. A little over a month. I mean, and look how they just destroyed it. I mean, it was just they just were getting killed constantly. Oh, it was but, bad. no, I mean – I guess we'll see. I mean, that twenty-one days sitting, twenty-one days is a pretty, pretty good incentive to. College kids are stupid. We know this. We've seen it uh, all around the country. We've seen the quarantine up at Michigan State right now. Um, you know, Michigan had a little bit of an issue with some sports. I mean, more than half the Big Ten teams, football teams, have been shut down at some point or another in the last month and a half because of some sort of COVID outbreak. Wisconsin shut down now. Iowa just came back. So, um, yeah, the 21 games is a huge incentive. I think that the strict, the strict guidelines here, uh, and we're under the assumption that everything's going to be reported accurately, um, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm sure will be I – mean, I'm sure that's going to be something they strive for. But 21 games is a huge penalty – or 21 days is a huge penalty. That's more than 40% of an eight-game season. Um, that's huge. You lose a star player. and You lose your quarterback. I mean, that's massive. So um, – yeah, I mean, I give them credit for, you know, they basically came out today and said, look, you want to play, we're going to play, but here's everything you need to do, and it's a lot. I mean, it is a lot. I mean, 5% of a team isn't that high of a number. 
for positivity rate? What, how many people are on a football, uh, college roster? 80 something? So you're looking at, you know, you're looking at scholarships. scholarships. So you're 105, right? All right. So, so if you go by the 105, you know, right there, that's, you know, 5% is five players. I mean, that's not very many. So uh, their incentive is going to be there to do this. So let's get into the schedule a little bit. They didn't give us an actual schedule. We're waiting on that. It's going to be later in the week. Uh, but, Matt, can you kind of take us through a little bit of what, um, what their plan is with this eight-gamer and what is this bonus week? Well, I think the bonus or the championship week or whatever the heck they want to call it is kind of cool. In fact, I think it'd be really cool if it was, you know, a normal year and you played them all in one site and you had all the fans there, of course, or anything but a normal year. Um, but, yeah, that ninth game is – obviously you're going to play your six division teams, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got to determine who your two crossovers are. Um, how much of that – I've seen some reports. I don't know this for sure if you've seen it, Angelique where they're talking about the when they put out the 10-game schedule, that your three-team, your crossovers there, it'll be of two of those three teams. Yeah. Uh, most likely. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean uh, – yeah. The Purdue athletic director, I think, said that they're going to work off of that, that yeah. schedule. It seems to make the most sense. And then, you know, that ninth game, I just think is it, – it, obviously, one's going to play one in the championship game. We, we get that. But to me, this is just another way to get another game, and especially – and we don't know the whole bowl setup schedule yet either still. This could be another chance for Big Ten teams to say, hey, there's another win or just kind of bolster a resume to say uh -huh. we should be wherever we should be. And, you know, if you, like we've said, we think a team's – it's naive to think every team's going to play all eight games without any interruptions. It's also another chance to get another game in if you do. So, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I think it's kind of interesting. It adds a little bit of something kind of different and cool to a situation that's – really not normal at all no. so i don't know it's it, the interesting thing will be to see with the sites because as barry alvarez said today that's still kind of up in the air you know because you imagine playing a campus site in you know the december 8 19th or whatever it is That'd and it's crazy. snowing out but i think it'd be a blast but you know there's, now, how are they gonna you know, do they, is, are they gonna do these games like throughout the week leading in up to the championship game See, I don't no. think we know. Angelique, do you know no, that? No, I thought it was. I thought it okay. made it sound like it would be a couple days, like you know, the yeah. game, and then but the couple, the day before, I think that all these games would be played. Uh, I guess it'll depend on television. You know what what TV wants to do with those? So they always decide <laughs> everything. But right. um, so it's gonna be a Thursday, Friday, lead into the Big Ten championship. And then I think it was was it again the Purdue AD said that uh, bowl games are on the table, but you know, it's a yeah. conversation this evening with someone at Michigan, and they were like. It probably won't be one of those week-long destination things, you know. They're they're probably one of those in and out. Right. If it, you can't, you know, yeah. it, for obvious reasons. There won't be, yeah. there won't be yeah. all there won't yeah. be all the bowl games this year. There's going to be some cancellations. I think we might have already had a cancellation or two on the bowl schedule. So uh, I don't think they're all going to be there. So it's going to be a little bit of a watered down thing. So again, this bonus week's a good chance to kind of mm -hmm. uh, you know kind of give the extra game. But here's a question. So say you have one one, and depending on how the standings work out, you have one one, and you have two two. I mean, what if say like Penn State is two, and they win it, they win their game, Ohio State loses the championship game. I mean, you think that you think that like the two game could actually matter into how things it, shake out? I I think it could, and I think that was mentioned today. I think when we were talking to, I don't know, someone brought it up. I'm, we were on so many zooms and interviews today. Yeah, I heard Barry Alvarez. Um, was, it was almost like, computer. <laughs> no, oh, that was hilarious. It was, it was like watching Wojo on, uh, yeah. on Zoom call. But it's the same kind of idea if you were, you know, 
an 11 win team that didn't make the Big Ten championship in a regular season. I mean, we right. saw Ohio State make the playoffs as a non champion. So it'd be that kind of setup, too. You're right. It'd be, say, your only loss was if you're Penn State and your only loss is to Ohio State and it was by, you know, a last second field goal. And then you roll through whoever's second in the other division and Ohio State loses, you could be sitting there saying, hey, we're making a case to be in the four team playoff. Or they so, go into the championship yeah. game and just say, regardless, the winner of this game will be. That's the one that, that they're going to say. This is one you have to consider for the playoff. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, but is the is the playoff committee changing there? No, I mean, their their no. their whole charge is getting the best four teams. True. You know? So I mean, I don't think they let the conference dictate who they're taking. It's not like basketball where they say yeah, this is our true. champion. That's true. You're right, right. Matt. You're yeah, right. I know that doesn't right. happen too often, but um, no, it doesn't. Right. Um, you guys are bugging me. But you know, the college football playoff, I and mean, that's down the road. But they're going to have some. You know they're going to have some issues to sort out here too because they're going to be considering teams that didn't play the same number of games. And I mean, I have no doubt that that's going to be the case. So um, I think that that they're going to be adjusting as well as we all are in these crazy COVID days. Um, yeah, so excited, Angelique. I mean, are you happy? Uh, they say that all sports reporters are anti-football, anti-sports. We want everything shut down. No, all I was saying is I was I was pro transparency and pro waiting. And um, I mean, I guess, you know, you talk to enough players and I've done a ton of interviews and talked to a lot of these Michigan players in the evening, nine o'clock at night. I'm like, well, do you ever go out? And they, they would all answer me like, are you nuts? I mean, the big, their big excitement is maybe going to Bush's to the grocery store once a week. And uh, no, so I thought, well, these guys, they do want to play. And the ones, you know, I went to some something in Detroit where some of the guys work for Tough, giving uniforms to youth teams. They have, they were wearing masks and face guards, those face shields. So I'm like, well, they seem to be doing everything right. So, yeah, I mean, I think everybody watched all those games over the weekend and we're like, gosh, it's football. It's, this is, and the weather has been perfect football weather. You just, yeah, of course Oops. I did. It's kind of the same thing with the, the Pac-12 today. You know, suddenly it's, whoa, wait, the Big Ten's in? <laughs> Magically, we're going to start changing things well, in that was California. Well that, well, that was interesting, yeah. Well, the Pac-12 put out a statement yeah. right right after the Big Ten saying, we're not playing, we have executive orders, we can't play in Oregon, we can't play in California, and by the way, our whole coast is burning and up in flames. So, yeah, really. Um, you know, and then, <laughs> interestingly, the governor of California and the governor of Oregon reached out to the Pac-12 commissioners like, whoa, you can play football? So now they just have to deal with these wildfires, <laughs> yeah. which are no small things. So they're still a ways away. I would I would be surprised if they even if they can get going even before November. Um, but Angelique, you mentioned the players, um, and this is both of you, but just kind of catch us up. Now there's some player shuffling going on. Uh, some players opted out. We're going to the NFL draft. Um, uh, where do some of these players stand? And obviously, you broke you broke the story today that quarterback Dylan McCaffrey is opting out of the season and will transfer. But what other player movement do you foresee in the coming days? Yeah, I mean, that's a really – that's a huge one in my mind. I mean, Joe Milton and McCaffrey are coming in, competing for the job. And, um, yeah, McCaffrey is going to sit, opt out, and transfer. He graduates in, in December, so he has a couple of years of eligibility left. But Nico Collins has uh, reportedly signed with an agent with Drew Rosenhaus. So he's gone. Uh, Jalen Mayfield is gone. Amber Thomas, you know, you never know. I, I've, you know, I've reached out to him. haven't heard back from him. Maybe he's a guy who rethinks this. 
and I, you know, frankly, I'm not sure. I understand why some guys are making the decision to move on, but why not play the eight, nine games and you'll be done. You can still train for the NFL like you always do after a bowl game. So, there is the theory that the NCAA will allow these players to come back, even if they have to sign with an agent mm-hmm. given the circumstances. We don't know that for a fact. And the NCAA, the NCAA is not exactly great at uh, keeping us in the loop on all this stuff, but you got to believe given all the circumstances and the fact that Kevin Warren said we will not revisit this. And then now they're revisiting <laughs> this. Uh, you got to believe that anyone who opted out will be able to come back. Matt, Michigan mm-hmm. State had an opt in today from a redshirt freshman linebacker, some guy. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah, some some guy, the guy who's on the Green Room podcast doesn't know who the hell we're talking about. Um, well, I, there's a reason we haven't done a Green Room podcast in three and a half, four months. So, uh, Yeah, anyway, uh, linebacker Marcel Lewis opted back in. He had originally opted out. Um, you know, he's got a chance to compete for a starting job this year, so I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for him. They have three guys that had also opted out. We haven't heard from them. Uh, Jacob Panasuk, Jordan Reed, two pretty important guys. Uh, there and then they had a redshirt freshman, uh, or not a redshirt freshman, a true freshman offensive lineman, Justin Stevens. I don't, yeah, he was probably going to redshirt anyway. Um, so we get to talk to Mel Tucker on Thursday tomorrow. So Michigan State obviously has one player opted back in, redshirt freshman linebacker Marcel Lewis, uh, more of a special teams guy last year, but I think he's uh, he's a guy who had probably had probably got a chance to compete for a starting spot, certainly more significant snaps than he had a year ago. So probably a good call for him to opt back in. Um, some experienced guys who opted out last, you know, back in August, Jacob Panasuk, senior defensive end, Jordan Reed, senior right tackle, uh, fairly important guys to a team that doesn't exactly have a ton of experience. Uh, we'll talk to Mel Tucker on Thursday. Hope maybe he'll give us a little update on what those guys are thinking. Are they going to stay opted out? I mean, that was their, that was their theory back then, back in August was that they didn't feel comfortable and they would wait till next year. Maybe, Maybe they feel differently about that now. So I think that's fairly important for a team like Michigan State that really some time off maybe wouldn't have been the worst thing considering they've got a pretty good rebuild there. But, you know, if they, if they can get those couple guys back, the experience will help, but we'll see. Certainly not a bunch of guys talking to agents and contemplating the NFL at this point. So a l- little different situation than the, uh, the folks in Ann Arbor. Right, absolutely. Um Big day today with the Big Ten. we got a lot coming up, a lot to cover, but today was a big day. You can go to DetroitNews.com. You can check out all our coverage. There's comprehensive is the one word we'll use for it. There's plenty of it. Uh, you can check that out at DetroitNews.com. I think Wojo might even be waking up from his nap and chiming in at some point this evening on the Big Ten. I know he's doing victory laps. He was singing Celebration on the air this afternoon. Um, so he's excited, so you can check out his column. Um, that's coming. I'm sure Matt's going to be delving into the actual on-field product with his power rankings at some point. Just give me a little snapshot. What is it right now? Give me the top four. Yeah. You want top my four. power rankings right now? Right now, they're back, baby. The Big Ten is back. Ohio State, and who cares? Exactly. Hey, come on. Who is number two? No, it's Penn, Ohio- Penn State. Probably Penn State, but I think Wisconsin's close, too, and Michigan's right there. I mean okay. – and Minnesota, I mean, as much as I'm a P.J. Fleck basher and you're a P.J. Fleck cheerleader, um, Who I'd is? like to, you know, you're a big P.J. Fleck cheerleader. Come on. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Roll that bow, baby. Roll that <laughs> yeah, bow. get out of here. Where are my oh, horse? I got no, horse. It's, it's on my wall here. <laughs> you got all the phrases down. Look, this is – I think we know it's clearly Ohio Ma, State's right? conference that to win or lose. Sky, but, Ma? No. Yeah, that's Something it. like that. Angelique, I want to know, Angelique, does, Angelique, top four for you. How yeah. about top four for you? 
Top four for me, Ohio State, Ohio State. Oh, come on. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, but, I would say we're, Penn State. Staring, we're staring at her wall where she has just this, like, shrine to, like, uh, to, like, uh, what was the, you know, to, you know, the Buckeyes. We'll just call them the Buckeyes. <laughs> She's waving at me like, don't tell anybody. Okay, there's Billie Jean King back there. I got lots of stuff in here. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say Penn State. You know, it's She's hard for pissed at me. <laughs> What's that? She's mad at me. Sorry, sorry to blow you. your cover. Sorry to blow your cover. No, I. But I, you know, I don't know where where Michigan's going to fall. I mean, five. They've got, they've got to replace an entire starting offensive line, and a uh, you know they're breaking a new a new quarterback. That was going to be the case regardless. So I, I'm not sure where to put Michigan in that list. But I would I would say it's safe to put him in the top four. I I, I probably would echo Matt's Matt's list too. Who, okay, who's better? Who, who's better, Michigan or Minnesota? Oh wow! I mean, I haven't. You know, that's Tony's team. So no, that's I have, not true. Why isn't my team just because PJ Fleck coaches there? I covered Western for one god darn season. I mean, come on now. Well, because you spent all you spent all last fall talking about how Minnesota was going to do all this stuff, and we well, how did they, how did they do? How did they do? You had them in the playoff, man. I don't think I had him in the playoff. Well, wait, don't you is. think – I mean, what, the the 10-game schedule, wasn't Michigan State open with Minnesota? Yes. Yes, they were. You're right. So and you're they probably, probably wouldn't fare very well. So now we'll know. We'll know right away. Uh, we'll who's know better, right away. Uh, who's worse? Who's worse? How about this for you, Matt? Who's worse, Rutgers or Michigan State? Rutgers or Michigan oh, State. Not, I mean, that's a silly – well, I, you know, my nephew's like silly. silly? Really? <laughs> Rutgers is really not very good at all. Right. I mean, Michigan State still has some players. They actually got some young players they're pretty high on, but um, you right. know, I don't know. I'm not sure there's many guarantees for Michigan State this year. You know, it's weird. I was, like, thinking that every every football season you have a, a Big Ten media days. Wouldn't it be nice if they actually did one of those so you can get a sense for what – what teams have i mean we've been all we've been so focused on are they going to play that you know it's hard to pay attention to what everybody has um you know yeah. what's left yeah like i don't even know what minnesota is as much as apparently a fanboy i am i don't even know what they have coming back so they're pretty good they didn't, i think they'll be pretty yeah good. they hardly lost anybody tony you should feel good about that <laughs> i don't they the, maybe the best receiver in the big 10 though opted out that's right i do know that i do know there have been many opt outs so it's going to be very interesting to see who comes back Ohio State got um, a player back, a big offensive lineman back today. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these rosters do shuffle up over the next couple of weeks. And, again, how the NCAA reacts to players who have signed with an agent. They have to let him back. I think we're all in agreement uh, that that would be How happy great. do you think Rand Day is right now? Do you think he's like, you know, he must be throwing a party? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but he's got he's to try and convince a couple guys to come back. Yeah. Still, yeah, um, I well, him and Harbaugh, like it's it's funny, you know. It's really it's it's quite remarkable because usually you try to as a conference put on a united front, and uh, Harbaugh and Ryan Day they kind of jumped out of the pack a little bit back on August 11th, August 12th, and they joined forces. Uh, you know, it was uh, they they went after this and they wanted this and they and they got it. And you can't you can't discount their uh, impact. I mean, those are two pretty pretty big. Oh, dudes. for sure. I mean, you, know? you got. And you throw James Franklin in there. I mean, but for sure, like you said, Tony, it's 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 Harbaugh and Ryan Day, and those are the two coaches who move the needle. I mean, Mel Tucker. No offense, Mel Tucker. He's new. He's not going to come in and start. Right. You know, 
his fists. You know, Michigan State's no. got to play. That's no, not going to work. You got, you've got your big name guys and Ryan Ryan Day, even though he's in his second year. Um, he's he is a name. He's a force, and the program well, hold, is. They definitely hold some political capital, as you would, for as sure. guess you would call it, and and they used it. And I just thought it was interesting that you know the Big Ten, the presidents all put out that statement, and the athletic directors back on August 11th, and they're all united. This is the right decision. And then Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day like almost instantly come out and they're like, eh, we're not so sure. <laughs> you know, so I mean, much of that. And Jim so Harbaugh is sort of throwing his university president under the bus a well, little Ryan, bit. Ryan Day did the same <laughs> thing. Run even, over. You know, Ryan Day did the same thing, even though the Ohio State president reportedly voted for playing football, he still put out the statement saying that, you know, this is the right thing to do and blah, blah, blah. All the presidents were united. And then the coaches, I just thought it was interesting. And the only time that Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh will probably ever agree on anything. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see when that game is. I'd love it to be the season opener. I think that would be amazing. I would too. You know, if this is a different year. We don't need to honor tradition this year. Right. It's totally different. Right. Start Big Ten's back. There's so much momentum. Start with that game. I, I, I really, really hope they do that. So, we'll see. Well, Tony's so happy. Look, Matt, I mean, he's so happy to see uh, the Gophers. He's just so pumped. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I covered Western Michigan uh, for one year, and P.J. Fleck leaves, and all of a sudden I'm a Gophers fan. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> do. Um, anyway. Well, listen to you. You're, you're, you're pounding on the table. It's like you're, you can't control yourself. What the hell? It's because I, I don't have a cold Diet Coke in front of me. I'm getting a little antsy here. This, know, is, hey, this is what's going to happen. Since we haven't had a podcast in months, people are going to listen and then say, could you get Tony to stop banging on the damn table? I know. That's I what know. they're going to say. I know. I, well, I just hope that this thing recorded because I had some Wi-Fi issues. So if not, this has been great catching up with you guys. Uh, and, that's, <laughs> and that'll be about it. Um, but last thing, Matt, uh, Big Ten stole the day. But uh, uh, there was a little bit more news. NCAA announced the start of men's basketball season will be November 25th. What other details do we need to know about that? Really quickly. Yeah, real quickly. That's I mean, they pushed it back a little bit. They're limiting uh, limiting the amount of games you can play. 27 is the max. Uh, you're allowed. They want you to play a minimum of four non-conference games. Um, there's not a whole lot different in terms of. The way that the season go, would go, they're just pushing back the start a little bit, and obviously you'll play a few fewer games. We haven't got a lot of detail yet on possible small pods or bubbles or however you want to put it, but you got to expect there's going to be stuff like that because we've already seen reports about a lot of those early season tournaments kind of going to one site. So I'd expect something like that. You could see some of that in conference play as well. But, you know, you play late November, December, early January, kids aren't on campus anyway. So you got a little bit of a built-in bubble. So that schedule, I'd still give it another couple of weeks before you start seeing actual schedules come out. But right. really at this point, it's just kind of shortening the season just a little bit. And then once they determine that schedule, we'll have a little better idea. But, it, you know, the one, the one difference between hoops and football is that basketball has been united. They've kind of understood we need to be together on this or it's not happening. So you're right. getting that for now. We'll see if things start going haywire. But for now, they're all on the same page. Well, the other big thing is the NCAA runs hoops. They don't run college football. So that's a big difference, right. too. And so that's right. why you have those fractures of college football because they're all their own entities. Um, that'll be interesting to follow the college hoops because there's going to be a lot of non-conference games that are going to have, have to be made up. Like Oakland, I know Oakland goes to Michigan State and they go to Ohio State in November. They want to make those games up. So it'll be interesting to see how many of these non-conference games can be made up. I think Detroit Mercy plays Kentucky. I'm sure Michigan State has some big non-conference games as well that they're going to have to look into. 
Um, but you mentioned yeah, a lot of those – sounds like a lot of those preseason tournaments or early season tournaments are all going to happen in Orlando. I think Michigan State's in one of them. So uh, the Champions Classic, they said, might go to Orlando, right? Yeah, they're in the two of them. They're in two of them in the Orlando comp clump. And then there's – depending on who runs the tournament, those are ESPN tournaments. CBS right. runs a few, so that'd be in a different site. So it's kind of going to go along those lines. But our clock is ticking here, man. Yeah. Yes, I don't know if you see is. that. Yes. All right. Oh, all right. We're out of here. All right. That's it. Follow us on Twitter. Shoot Ellis, Matt Charbonneau, Tony Paul, 1984. Also check out DetroitNews.com for all of our great coverage. And if you have some extra time, Wojo wrote a column you might want to check out. Um, and by the way, subscribe. So you don't to- have to read it. Yeah. And by the way, subscribe to the Detroit News. It's a dollar for three months. Yeah. Where can you get a better deal than that? Come on. Subscribe. Help us out. That's and you it. don't have to read Wojo. It's not a requirement if you no, get the subscription. You no, read it's them. not. No, I no. It, that's true. That's true. But he often does have a couple good jokes. So if you're in the mood for he a laugh, does. You know, it's worth a couple pennies. Check us out. Dollar three months. Subscribe. That's it for the crossover episode of the Green Room and View from the Press Box for Angelique, Matt, and Tony. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.